Hello, listeners, and welcome to the second episode of the American Future Podcast. I've got a bit of a throat ache right now, so sorry if I uh, don't sound too good, but this is due tomorrow, so I don't really have much of a choice. Today we'll be talking about the, not the second half of Ceremony by Leslie Marmon Silco, but this will be the second episode on that topic. Um, before we get started, I believe in the introductory episode I said that we would be covering As I Lay Dying by, um, William Faulkner. But, after reading the book, I don't think it has a whole lot to say on this topic in particular. If anyone disagrees with me before this, uh, podcast is finished, then maybe I'll come back and do an episode on it. Otherwise... Ceremony. This time we're going to be very much focusing in on our main character. I can't remember because I read this book so long ago. Teo. And specifically, not just Teo, but sort of three different things. Teo, the side story told in poetic form about the, um, the various animals trying to get the rain to come back. And the real world drought that was that Teo and his people were experiencing in the novel. So Teo last time we covered the idea that the that the Laguna Pueblo people, and really Native American peoples in general, need to embrace this, not need, ought to embrace this idea of change to develop as a culture, survive in a changing world. And remember, these aren't my words, but rather my interpretation of what Silco is saying through her characters. Um, what we see through the character of Teo is a representation of that idea. Because Teo, almost just as much as the side story with the animals, is a symbol. He's symbolic for not just the Laguna people, not just all Native Americans, but I suppose for lack of a better way to put it, all people, on the one hand, all people related to the Native Americans, and on the other hand, the concept of change that the change and integration that the, especially in this case, Laguna people must accept and must become accustomed to. We talked already last time about how he was a mixture between a Laguna mother and a white father. And so he is the focal point for this story of synthesis 
between these two types of people. He takes on the customs of the Laguna people later on in the book, the rituals, the ceremony, but he, because he learned from the Tony, does them in his own way. He. Okay, I just realized I haven't been using my microphone this whole time. Um, I'm not going to re-record that, so I apologize. And that's about all I can do. Where was I? Um, right. Teo is a synthesis between two cultures. The native culture that he... The native Laguna culture that he lives in. And the invasive culture, the invasive white culture that has taken over his land and he served in the military and lost Rocky too. This union that Teo both symbolizes and carries out is an act of healing, the effects of which are seen in him, in the actual weather, and in the uh, symbolic side story. In Teo's case, he's moved on past his uh, trauma, his uh, identity crisis, his all of his problems. Not to say that they're gone forever, but he's more at peace now than he ever was. And this completion of the ceremony is symbolized through the end of the drought that we had talked about his reacquisition of the cattle and continuation of his life where it kind of left off and in the case of the side story the the fact that the people regained the favor of the deity whose name i can't recall and couldn't pronounce anyway so what does this mean when we're talking about the future? Like I said, Teo's personal journey is symbolic. It's quite apparent that in this novel, the Laguna people that Teo grows up amongst aren't happy, at peace, living life the way they'd like to be. They're all sort of quietly or loudly lamenting their fate they've been caught up in the cycle of violence really that the white people brought with them just look at people like emo who really are far worse than most any white person and teo is equally not at peace at least until he goes through this journey of self-discovery completing the ceremony finding this personalized balance almost between the world he lives in and the traditions that he's surrounded with. What remains to be seen is to what extent all others will carry on, will follow his example, carry on their traditions as much or in what manners they see fit, 
each in accordance with themselves, and thus by doing that create a not recreate but reshape their culture as a whole as as we talked about last time has always been the case for the Laguna people different people will adopt what different traditions and carry out different aspects of their culture as they see fit and despite the complexity and the turbulence of these times a general holistic Laguna culture will develop from that a new one, one still rooted in the old ways, but fitting for a new world. Like we saw through Teo, like Betoni taught him. Teo rediscovered his roots, his Laguna roots, through his time with Betoni, and especially through his time with Tse. Hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right. But Ultimately, he did leave her behind and carry on with his life his own way. Really, he was never supposed to stay with her the whole time, I feel, because that's not what the Laguna people ought to be doing. They ought to be moving on. Once more, I'd like to reiterate, this is my interpretation and not my personal opinion. I'm certainly not educated enough on the matter to be making any definitive statements. But it does seem reasonable to me that synthesis and adaptation and evolution and progress are traits of humankind. And as much as those are traits of humankind, so is also repetition and cyclical nature of things that the Laguna people particularly value. And... I don't think you'll ever escape either of those. And I think different cultures embody them in different amounts. This book characterizes the Laguna people as focusing on the cyclical nature of things, while white people focus on the progressive nature of things. But really, both of them are inevitable. I don't see this book as making a definitive statement on to what extent the Laguna people or any given Native American person should accept, I suppose, quote-unquote, American ideas, or to what extent they should cling tight to their traditions. It's up for them to decide, and it's important to be open-minded and allow cultures to mesh so that all of us can grow and understand one another better. If I can read one quote from the very end of the book, Whirling darkness started its journey with its witchery, and its witchery has returned upon it. Whirling darkness has come back on itself. It keeps all its witchery to itself. It doesn't open its eyes with its witchery. It is dead for now. 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 Synthesis and change. If nothing changes, then the cycle of hate never breaks. Well, I think that's all I've got to say for now. As I said, we won't be talking about As I Lay Dying, so I'm not 100% certain what 
will be talked about next episode, but I look forward to it. And thank you for listening.